Thank you for joining us again on Family Twist. Our guest this episode is a fellow podcaster, Jeremy Bryant. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. So I understand you've got a very interesting family twist, and I only know just a little bit about it, so I'm excited to hear more. You could say that. You could definitely say that. Uh, it's a elaborate, long story and a lot of changes over the years. I don't know if you want me to jump right into it or not, but let's, sure. Let's, let's go back to the beginning, yes. All right. So I grew up your typical white suburban American kid. I All, this, all the stuff you see in the memes on Facebook is true. It's all, it's all that's how it was. But, <laughs> but I mean, I always... Well, I'll, I'm not even going to say that yet, because but one, my parents ended up getting divorced starting when I was in middle school until I was like in high school, so it was a long time coming. But hmm. um, one of the days, my mom just happened to be extra pissed off my father that day, and she just told me she's like, "I'm we're sitting in the living room," and she's just like, "I got something I want to tell you guys, but I don't know if I should." And I started guessing because you know I'm like the wise ass, and that's just what I do. And I'm like, I'm like, my brother's not my real brother. I was like, kind of hoping on that one. But, you know, um, it, it, that, that wasn't true. <laughs> I forget what the next, like, one or two were. But eventually I said, dad's not a real dad, is he? And she was just like, look, the look she gave me was like, and she just said, like, straight out said, like, how do you know that? And I'm like, we look nothing alike. I, I mean, I, I towered over him since I was in middle school. Like, what, what do you mean? How do I know that? <laughs> but. Right. But yeah, it ended up being that my father had cancer when he was in college and the radiation killed his soldiers. So mm. so they had to use a donor. They went through all the right methods and everything like everybody did back then that wanted to do it, which sure. apparently where I lived, you went to Albany for that and there was a lot of different, Albany, New York for that. And there was a lot of different people I know I now know of that had their parents do that to make them. But, hmm. but so... <laughs> Basically, that's we found out the truth. Then, apparently, the whole like the whole family knew except for us, basically. But okay, they, how many siblings do you have? Just me, and my brother. But okay, it's expensive, man. They couldn't do it more than twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did they use the same donor? Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get to that eventually. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, they did. All right. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I mean, it's expensive. It's and they only did it twice, and then that that was enough. They didn't want any more kids than that. But but so. Yeah, so I found out that day, my dad's not my real dad. My dad, of course, was at work, and he, as soon as my mom told him and said, hey, they know, he came out to the house and, like, was just, like, hugging, crying, like, hugging while crying and, like, yeah. like apologizing, saying he didn't want us to find out that way. And we're just like, it's mm-hmm. not that big a deal. It doesn't change anything. You've always been our dad. You're, it's not like you're, it's right. not like that's not going to make you dad anymore. Like, you've, you've right. always been the dad, whether you're genetically or not. Who cares? You're still dad. But... So, hmm. moving forward from that, I mean, it. after that, just kind of like, we knew it, but it didn't change anything. It didn't matter. So, we didn't really talk about it for a good, I mean, unless I'm explaining to, like, one of my girlfriends throughout the years, like, why I don't look like my dad. But other than that, like, it just kind of dropped until, well, at, the two really aren't related, but my dad passed in 2017 from a heart surgery he couldn't come back from. But... Mm-hmm. Cancer too, because the radiation destroyed the sac around his heart. So, because oh. seven, se- seven, late 70s radiation was not anywhere near as good as today's. But sure, mm-hmm. right, right. Caustic, yeah. But he passed away in, 20, in October of 2017. And that Christmas, 
I bought ancestry tests for myself and my mother just to, for shits and giggles and because we always argue over what we have inside, besides Italian, you know. But right. <laughs> so we we got them back and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm like, I'm European Jewish. I don't know what that means, but I, I guess it, I, got, I looked into it and I guess it has nothing to do with the actual religion. It's just the group of people that lived in Europe at certain times, like from like 10 to 1200. But right, right. right. So, I mean, that's majority why I am. And I, I'm like, that's not really why I want to hear. Like, I mean, nothing against that, but it just, you know, I kind of want to hear like, I'm Italian, I'm German, like not, I'm, I'm a, right. not, oh, you're a clusterfuck of all these things putting together. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's whatever. So a couple months passed uh, and it like, eventually I get a message. I think in, like, it was like in February or March of, after that Christmas. And it's from this girl and she straight up says like, I think you may be my half brother. I think, were, did you have a donor as a father? Did your parents use a sperm donor? And right away, I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, they did. I, I know they did. And she's like, I think we're from the same donor. Wow. And it basically has turned into this one. She already knew about two other half sisters before she found me, my brother. And since then, we found two more half brothers, actually three more half brothers and maybe a couple a half sister or, or more too. Um, we've had overall, there's about eight or nine of us in a group chat right now that we talk to each other through all the time. It's, wow. we call it DC family, donor family, but, but I mean, it basically has turned into this amazing like thing where, I mean, I haven't yet to meet any of them. My brother has met most of them. My, my full brother has met most of them, but I don't travel as much as he does. So I really don't get a chance to go see people. Mm-hmm. Might be seeing one end of this month. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Oh. He said he was going to go on a trip around to. I don't know if he was just drinking that night or something, but, <laughs> but I mean, it's just, I mean, some of them want nothing to do with us. Like we've met a couple and like mm. my one half sister even has like a, basically a PDF package she sends out with like all the information about our donor, Kirk, who I emailed back and forth with for like one message and then just, cause I got nothing I really want. I need to get from him. Like, yeah. I mean, if I need to find mm-hmm. some medical history someday, at least I can contact him, but I don't need to go to him and do anything. Like it's just, like I'm not looking for someone to replace my father, and I, right. I mean, I would love to meet the man. Don't get me wrong. I've been told by my half sisters that I sound just like him, so I would love <laughs> to meet the man just to compare things. But and I mean, he was actually a he he was a doctor. He was going to college to be a doctor at that time, and that was how he made money on the side was donating sperm. Wow. Mm. Okay. wow. Well, medical school is very expensive, and sounds like he was pretty. Uh, he was he was at the clinic very frequently. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. We, we they're actually my my uh, one half sister and her friend did a podcast about it called Biohacked, where um, my half sister was on the first three episodes talking about like her situation, and it was actually her and Kirk, her recordings of her and Kirk meeting for like the first time, and like there there oh. like interviews that with like afterwards like how they felt about it and everything. It's interesting. They they moved um, away from that topic at, towards the second season, so I haven't listened to the show since. But I mean, mm-hmm. but it's just, I mean, I got a shout out, of course, so like because all, all, all the half half bros and half sisters did. But it's just, it's it's interesting. Like you never would imagine you have all these people who are half family to you, and that you never knew they existed. And that apparently we all lived within a hundred, two hundred mile radius of each other growing up because our, our parents all went to Albany to get sperm from that sperm bank right. so right right makes sense yeah now are they because you're in massachusetts right? i'm in massachusetts now but i grew up in new york so 
Okay. So are they kind of all scattered around the New York area? Or? Um, a co- my, my, my full brother, along with, I believe, one of the half-sisters, lives in Florida. Oh. Um, a couple live around New York. They moved upstate when COVID happened, but they still live in New York. But, and then the other ones, I am honestly not too sure where they live. I think it's more, they're out Midwest somewhere now, but I'm not 100% sure. It's mm-hmm. just, we stay in touch, but we don't, we're not talking to each other like on like a daily or weekly basis or anything. It's just like, right. we, we all have our own lives, our own kid, most of us have our own kids and our own specific others to deal with. So, I mean, it's hard yeah. enough to live this life. <laughs> What's yeah. the age range of your siblings? Well, I'm turning 35 this Friday, actually, but my, I would say, I mean, my brother's, my full brother is almost two years younger than me. So they're all in their early thirties to maybe late thirties. I I think I'm, I'm not the oldest. I don't think, but I'm close to the oldest. So. Hmm. Gotcha. Very cool. And what does your mom think of the finding these uh, half siblings? She thought it was cool. I mean, she didn't, she was more amazed that she finally got to see a picture of the donor. Yeah, that that was the thing. Because yeah. like you could, because we we always wondered where we got our noses from. Because like our we had like we always thought there's big Italian noses because that's what we were told. But because we're my mom, my mom's side of the family is Italian fully, well for the most part fully. But so it turns out that it comes from Kurt because he has the same exact nose I do, and he has the same exact eyes my eye shape my brother does. It's just like you look at the picture, you could look at either picture of either of us, and you're just like, wow, the similarities are striking. Mm-hmm. So I mean, hmm. it's that's what made her the most. I mean, she thinks it, she thinks it's cool, but I mean, she doesn't. She 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 almost made she made a joke at one point like, "What about all the moms? We should have, we should have a support group that for all this." And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, right. I'm like, why? I'm like, ours is like the least tragic story of any of my half siblings. Like it's just because uh-huh. we, we it wasn't like a like I'm pretty sure one of them like even like their parents hid it from them until they found out through an ancestry test. Wow. And like, you can't do that. Like that's, that, those are the stories you hear about where it's just like, Ooh, like on the, on the, on the podcast they did biohack. Like they, a lot of people tell their stories like that, where like it causes so much turmoil and trauma in the family. And with us, it was something mm-hmm. that happened that was over in like a day when they told us, like it wasn't a big deal. It didn't yeah. change a thing. It didn't change a freaking thing in the world except we knew what we always suspected anyway. And it's better than hearing, Oh, I cheat on you know, your father with the mailman. So. Right. Right. Of I mean, it is surprising how many people find out that way, though. I mean, we've uh, we've had several people on the show who have talked about the, how they found out was after their parents have died, they're going through like their papers and stuff, and then they find they find something that way. So yeah. it's like not only did they not find out, you know, their parents never tell them, but they can't ask them about it either because they're dead. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just I don't I don't get why I mean. I get why they do it because we know when all this was first happened, when they were using sperm donors back in the late 80s, early 80s, whatever it was, for, for all this, they didn't never suspected there'd be a day where you can get send your spit in and get DNA back from it. Like, who saw that coming unless you end up being like a murder victim? But True. so it's just, it's just, I mean, I could see that they thought this day would never come. But really, once your kids are mature enough to handle the truth, you should just tell them the truth. Like, Sure. If you're if you're yeah. really the parent your the whole life anyway and you're there regardless, they're not gonna think anything different of you. Yeah. If you're a shitty if you're a shitty father, then you got other issues anyway. So woohoo. Like that's not, that's on you. Right. But I mean you, you, they're, right. they're they're gonna find out eventually. Yeah, I always joke about my situation because I always knew I was adopted. And the my joke about my hometown is that the 
the town was so small, if my parents tried to hide it, there'd be no way everybody knew, you know, it's like, um, cause they had lived there before I was born and after. And, and so there was no hiding that. Right. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, it just, I mean, we, we grew up in a small town too, but I don't, I don't think our town knew about this like fact. Like it was just, they, right. some of them might've, cause they were friends of my parents and whatnot, but it just was never like a big thing that everybody knew about. Mm-hmm. Now, how did your sister find out who the donor was? Was it, is it was that public information available or? Um, I, see, this is a part. I always, I always forget how she. I think. Oh yeah, that's how she. Um, on her ancestry tree, there was somebody on there who he ended up being the nephew of our donor, and like mm. she, she said like how we related, and he's like. And like he kept coming, up with, they kept coming up with blanks for how they were related. So at that point, it was just like, um, and she said, like, she's like, I think I'm going to be related to your. She asked, like, in your family ever donate sperm? And <laughs> like, or before, or were they around the Albany area? I guess she might phrase it that way first, but basically, that's how she found out. She found out through a relative that was on the family tree with her. Wow. And like, it took him a while to like. At first, like his family didn't want him like talking to her at all or like saying anything, and then eventually, Kurt just decided, like, why am I? Why do I care? Like, they're not going to come to me for money. If they do, I just turn them away. Like, it's not a, right. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, so it took him a little while to open to it too. How many of your half siblings kind of have a relationship with him now? Um, one or two. I mean, oh. oh, oh. All the, all the three half sisters that that started have all met him together, and they had like a little weekend out of it or something. But mm. as, and I'm as far as I know, none of us half brothers have met him yet. I have something in here. Oh, okay. So I mean, I don't. I'm not sure. I, other than that, like, I'd love to meet him someday, but he's also on the other side of the country, so it's not as easy. Right, right. Not convenient. Yeah. Has there been talk with your siblings about uh, having like a full on reunion with all of you? We've talked about it plenty, but just. We all, a lot of us have small children at this point, and it's just not feasible. Right, right, right. I mean, we're sense. mostly on the East Coast, so it wouldn't be that hard, but still, it just, I don't know. It just, we haven't really put it into motion yet. And I mean, we all, we all have our own lives. We're all busy doing our own thing. So, sure, sure. So, I'm guessing your brother has been sort of on board with this if he's met, you know, most of your half siblings. What's, what's his take on this whole experience? My brother doesn't like to talk emotions a lot. So, I mean, we never really even talked about like it, it just it didn't mean anything to us that he wasn't our father. It's just what it was. So we yeah. neither of us had any Ill, Ill feelings toward anything to do with it since it, start, it started. I mean, he did a twenty three and Me DNA test before I did even, and but they they were on Ancestry and they contacted me first. That's just the way it went, and then I mm-hmm. tied him into it, and that's just the way it went. Like I tied him into it, and then. We he ended he ended up meeting some of them because he was in New York City and he met a couple that he met the couple that live in New York City, and then he met the one that lived in Florida when he moved to Florida. So, right, it just worked out. I mean, in his in his travels, he met one of the half brothers too, just because they happened to meet up. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's my brother travels a lot though. So, I mean, it, it was always easy for him to do that type of stuff. Right. Right. So I've been listening to your uh, podcast, Paranormal, The New Normal. How did you get into that subject matter? Since I was a kid. I used to take the one book out in elementary school that had Bigfoot and Loch Ness and all those well-known creatures in it. And 
I used to read it over and over again. And from there, it just kind of went away as I got older because, you know, girls aren't into Bigfoot. So I had to kind of leave mm-hmm. behind for a while. But then I got when pod, I started listening to podcasts, um, I just got into Bigfoot again more and more. And I got another paranormal stuff. And when I started podcasting on another podcast before that, I, they said, you need to start your own show with something you love. And I was like, all right, well, what do I love? I'm like, paranormal. Yeah. So let's do a paranormal podcast. Cool. Have you had any... Um supernatural experiences oh i live in a haunted house so yeah kind of <laughs> oh okay <laughs> wow <laughs> on purpose or no not on purpose oh, just kind of the way it goes sometimes but it's 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 massachusetts yeah it wasn't marketed that way is what you're saying. i don't think anybody would market that way <laughs> come and live with us oh i'm sure there's some people that would love to live in a haunted house well yeah but yeah i mean it's just I don't know. Paranormal is just something I always. I like to think about things that could be true but might not be true, and try to like just try to connect the dots. Like that's the fun of it. Right. Am I right. To get over? What I kind of uh, spirit is in the house? In your house now? Uh, it's, I, we believe it's just the gentleman who lived here before us, but we don't. We don't okay. know for sure. And at this point, we just kind of want to get rid of it, but. I'm talking. Did he die in the house? No, no. But that—that's oh—that's TV lore that that they have to haunt where they die. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. so he's just coming back because this is the place he knows. Spirits can get attached to property just as easily as they can to an object or to where they die. I mean, just the ones that get stuck where they die, it's usually just a confusion of like after death. Like it's it's usually like a sudden thing where they don't know where they are. Hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. What's one of the weirder things that you've encountered since you've been doing this? Uh, honestly, I don't, I'm not, I'm not like experiencer like to that degree. Like I, I mean, just knowing there's something around you and like, you could feel it. Like I never seen it, but you could feel it. And like, Hmm. and like we've had chickens die from it. We've had our, we've had our dogs screaming like they're being murdered, but they're perfectly fine. Just hmm. so hmm. I mean, it's just weird things happen, and you just can't you can't do anything about it. But it's just weird things happen. Hmm. Right, right. Wow, that's wild. Um, what do your siblings think of the podcast? They have actually never talked to me about it. I mean, my brother is oh, my brother just says like, do what you want to do, what makes you happy. But the rest of my half siblings, I haven't really talked to about it that much. I mean, they know I do it, but they just. I mean, I assume they. I assume they do because I. Yeah, I assume they do because I. I posted enough on Facebook; they have to see it. So, but I mean, right. I assume they know. It's just we never really talked about it. So they haven't been on as guests or anything. Mm. No, I mean, honestly, I never even thought to ask them that. It's just I never lack for guests because there's so many paranormal people. People who have had experiences out there. There's so many people studying the paranormal field nowadays that it's just it's never ending the amount of guests you can get. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah, I can only imagine. Ours is a little bit more, a uh, little, you know, tighter as far right. as like the, the type of people that, you know, yeah. would be good guests for here. For sure. Of course. I mean, well, Paranormal is the number one podcast type out there right now, pretty much besides true crime. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. Well, people are fascinated by it for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's been a, there's been a spiritual awakening that's been going on since either 2012 or 2015. People's beliefs in when it started change, but, um. 
-hmm. It's just people are slowly realizing there's more to this world than we previously thought with our go to church every Sunday lives we lived where we didn't think outside the box. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So. Mm. So do you have any uh, aspirations for like what what your relationships will be like in the future with your siblings? I'd like to get to meet them and maybe get to know them a little bit, but I mean, yeah, I also went 20 something, 28, 27 years of my life without knowing who they are or actually actually Mm -hmm. 30 years basically. So, I mean, it's also like, it's not going to change my life completely that I, that they're, they're there. I mean, yeah, they, they yeah. may look a little bit like me or some of them look like a little bit more like my brother, but I mean, it's just, I don't know. I just, I mean, they're there. I'd love to meet them. I'd love to spend time with them, but I don't get time to do much of anything between podcasting and real life. So, you know, right. it's just, <laughs> uh, if, if I want to lose, eh, I don't know, maybe someday, someday. That's all I keep saying. Has anyone said, um, does the donor know like how many successful pregnancies mm. there were? No, you don't get, they don't hear, once they donate, they don't get information back about it at all. Cause that's how, the way mm. it was supposed to be. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It was, we, we interviewed someone a few weeks ago who, um, I think he's up to like 75 siblings. Uh, I mean, yeah, they, I mean, we, we hypothesize there could be a hundred out there easily, but and and oh, he yeah. he hypothesizes he actually has hypothesized when he was on the other podcast he said that there could have been anywhere from 100 to 200 like successful at least because he donated a, a lot over the years to pay for medical school so right wow. right wow good for him oh apparently a lot of the do- <laughs> I mean, apparently is- apparently uh, a lot of the do- they advertised up to college so a lot of the doctors he was going to college with mm-hmm. they they wanted intelligent young men who had good health to do it so mm-hmm. sure no, makes total sense. Absolutely. 